Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we are here today recording this podcast on, the Kich, Shumash, and Tongva people, and we would also like to pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Salad or Dali, threw a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather, together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Ioni motherfucking sky. Hey. How are you? <laughs> you like that? I love it. I haven't introduced you like that before. No. Do, do it to me. Ben motherfucking Lee. Yeah. That's it. This is adult content. Yeah. We're working blue today. <laughs> summer has well and truly begun. Are you ready for the summer? I'm are you ready. ready for the good times. Is that from uh, Meatballs? Did you I, ever see that movie? My memory of Meatballs is limited Bill Murray. to- yeah, I remember there being breasts. Like breasts oh, yeah. were a huge part of the appeal to any of those teen movies. I mean, who the soundtracks? I don't, they they went over my head. Yeah, who didn't want to see? I mean, even for people who like anyone, not anyone, but aren't you curious? Like, what a breasts look like? I'm always sort of like, I aren't you what curious? What do breasts look like? <laughs> um, breasts. Like, what do hers look like? Well, what we, do hers look like? We were all at one point babies, babies trying to get boobs in yeah. our mouth. And so, you know, they, they they hold an eternal appeal. Yeah. So summertime. So any any nice. So summer is a different time of year in Australia for you. Right now you're having a winter. Yes. Summer is at Christmas. But for us over in this hemisphere, it's summer. Americans cannot comprehend that we have Christmas on the beach and barbecues and all that. And Japan crazy. is the same hemisphere or something. Because Japan's not the same. Wait, what is the same as Australia? Like... Well, oh, everything, in the, yeah, everything in the Southern Hemisphere. So, yeah, yeah in Indonesia, Thailand. All that yeah. Kind of. um, but, yeah, what were your – did you have memorable summers as a kid? Well, yeah, the ones – funnily enough, some of the memorable ones are the ones where I kind of st- – the part where you're staying home. Yes, the you know boring I mean? parts of summer yes. were the best. Yeah, we had this neighbor, Eve Babbitts, who's an amazing writer, but she once had a Hang little on one girl. Hang on one sec, one sec. Let me get that name for you. One second. You just dropped it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you don't know the California Joan Didion, anyway, she she lived next door for a while in a guest house behind her parents, next door to me. And there was a little girl that came to stay for a couple weeks, and they put us together. And she, it kind of reminded me of it was a shidduch. It was a shidduch. She reminded, which means match matchmaking. Um, a setup. Set up, but she it reminded me of in To Kill a Mockingbird, the kid next door that comes for a little while and hangs with the brother and sister. And this girl, I remember she felt kind of more rough than me. And she had, like, the first time I met her, she took out what I thought was a switchblade and opened it up and then combed her hair. Oh, she had one of those combs that you could flick out. I just was like, wow, she's like a greaser. Yeah, and then she's probably dangerous. 
Yeah, well, she yeah. was a little because she convinced me to walk to the pink elephant liquor store, not to get liquor. We were very little. Well, how old were you? We were probably seven or eight, so maybe two eight. Seven-year-old girls just walking through Hollywood to get going candy. To the store. And yeah. my neighborhood above Franklin was a sort of middle-class, nice neighborhood. Kids playing ball on the street, but right in Hollywood. You cross Franklin, it becomes dangerous, kind of. You know those clown town. <laughs> Clown town. Well, you know those streets that separate a sort of nicer part to a n not as nice part. The wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. yeah. So we crossed and walked. And then at halfway through these walks, I thought, I'm going to get in trouble. This is yeah. not good. Get, and I could barely enjoy. You get your ass whooped. But ain't it? <laughs> you pull out the belt. I never, I never got whooped. But the good thing, the funny thing that happened was when I got home, that something had happened. I think my brother that was more or something with my family or something, some news they got that was heavier and distracting. So oh. I came up thinking, oh boy, but there was something bigger going on. Well, what was it? I don't know. But you, were, you were the beneficiary of a, some kind of national tragedy and it's- Well, I don't, yeah. And so they were sort of like, where have you been? And then it like brushed over. So where there's deep sorrow, there is deep savings. <laughs> That was a comedian. <laughs> Wait, who said. was that? That was, uh, I've forgotten the name of the comedian. Al, Al Madrigal yeah, said that. I mean, this is not really deep savings, is but for not, me, not savings. Not related, but savings, it was a great joke. Yeah. yeah, savings in the sense that I was saved a punishment. <laughs> you were saved the can of whoop ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something I've never funny heard you say whoop before. I know. I feel like we watched a documentary and they, were, they kept uh -huh. using whooping in it. So, uh -huh. as, yeah, we're not going to refer to it. We don't need to traumatize the dark audience doc, by dark sharing it. I couldn't sleep for no a doctor. night. No doctor. No doctor. Um, so, yeah. So, that was my memorable summer. I mean, you know, I, I have fun memories. Like, my aunt lived in Spain for 30 years about. And so, we would see her sometimes in the summer, which was great. Mm. So good. Did and you ever have one of those omelets with shrimp in them, with baby shrimp? I know we had, there was squid. I remember we had squid, you know, lots of seafood, but mm. I don't remember an omelet with shrimp. Mm. It's good. It's good. You can get it at the, uh, get it at those little truck stops. Oh, okay. Whenever we were on, we were on tour in Spain, the tour manager would say, do you want to stop for some lunch? Which lunch. I loved. I loved. I love and, lunch. Um, and uh, we, we'd always get those. And I think they called them... Think they were called? Wait, no, I've forgotten the word. Okay, never. I don't. We know. have to go to Barcelona together I'd love because to. you I love, love it. Spain. You love, I love it Spain there. so much. Yeah, my summers as a kid. I mean, they were shorter than American summers. We'd have about six weeks. My parents tried. They were really nice about. It. They always tried to do like one fun kind of big trip or something in the around that time of year. So, one year we went. My mum was involved in training some Australian nurses with. Sort of like, I feel like we went to Indonesia for the nurses to learn about Indonesian, like witch doctors and oh. herbal medicines and stuff. And we went on a tour with them. But I mainly, th th this is basically the thing that excited me most about going to Bali was they had bootleg cassettes. Oh. So I could buy any album I wanted for $4.50. So I saved up. Let me tell you, the months leading up to this trip How to Indonesia. How did you hear that they had the bootleg cassette? Uh, it was urban legend going around <laughs> Australia. If you ever got to go to Indonesia, you you could come back with a real haul of cassettes. And I got everything. I got all the early Motley Crue albums, Aerosmith records. Like that was I was really into all that kind of stuff. And it was a, and you know I had a tape collection that I, I'm still proud of it to this day. How was the sound quality? 
The sound quality was okay. Oh, I mean, okay, that's good. Yeah, it was not, not, not too bad. I, was that the trip? I remember there was some home footage of you playing little drums. No, that was that was in Hawaii. You were cute, playing yeah. little drums. I've always liked to play a little drum. <laughs> oh, that sounds so cheeky, sexual or something. <laughs> but wait, I wanted to ask, you know what I think? Your parents are a good example. I don't know if this is the right way to say, but of people having children older mm. because they really had had sort of matured by the time you were they were older when they had you and i don't know i think that's part one of the reasons why you're so great you had kind of calm older parents i am a good example of being the beneficiary of older more mature parents and also the resentment that follows from your siblings who grew up in other generations with the different types of parents sure, so, you know sure. it goes everything every silver lining has a cloud Yes, but I love, I just love that side of you that you're kind of calm and, and you're cool and collected in some ways. And I really, really like that. I was just thinking about that when you were talking about the holidays, that they tried to do something fun for you. For some reason, I thought you were about to say thinking about the Holocaust. No. <laughs> Aren't we always thinking about that? Post-Holocaust jewelry, it's a lot to grapple with. Mm -hmm. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So uh, today is very exciting. Yes. Because it is the, you know, we've been toying around with what Weirder Together is and putting out pods and new fanzine and all different stuff. And we are like, you know, we've expanded it to officially be a record label. Yes. You know, like we're like, a, we're like young Richard Branson's. Young yes. Clive Davis's, young Harry Smith's. We're, we're out there just, you know, going through fields looking for talented young freaks. <laughs> who, uh, who need an outlet. <laughs> is that a good way to describe it? I was going to add something, but I think you've said it all. Yeah, today is a very exciting day as it is the release date for the McDermott and North EP, the Hollywood EP mm -hmm. on We Did Together Records. I'll put the link in the show notes and people can check it out. And it's an EP I'm super proud of. And I wanted to have McDermott and North on the pod today, but we only got North. McDermott, he blew us off. He ghosted us. It is a, it is a, uh, you know, no, he's, um, he's busy working, I think. But we have Reese North with us. How's it going, man? Yeah, good, man. Really good. How are you guys? We're good. Congratulations. Man, thank you so much. It feels really good. It feels really good. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Have I you know. got any feedback yet about the EP? Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of people that, um, stayed up late. And, um, the, so far, the general consensus is Mary Street. That's the one that people are, are digging. Mary Street. Yeah, man. And do you like your fans sleep deprived before they listen to it, or why do you need them to stay up late? Oh, because they won't like it if they're fully awake. <laughs> <laughs> They'll realize it's not the Beatles. <laughs> Wait, I was just trying to remember. Did you and I only meet in person yet in Sydney? I thought I couldn't remember if you'd met. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Oh, it's so nice okay. to meet you. 
Nice to meet you. Well, see, this is your label boss. You should be you should be trembling <laughs> right now. You should be uh, absolutely yeah, terrified. That's, that's why I was nervous, yeah. Lest yeah. the hammer of judgment fall down <laughs> upon you. So yeah, I just thought we'd maybe tell the listeners, the beautiful babies, a little bit about how this EP came to be and thought maybe you could uh you could tell that story. Yeah, well, um it all started um when uh, when we first met you, I suppose, and then um, we played that show with you, and then um, you gave us those really that, that that really positive feedback, which I feel like when we get it from other musicians, um, it always means everything when somebody says it. But when you get it from your peers and like other musicians, like it, um, for me anyway, it definitely seems to mean something else, something a bit bit more. So that's that's how that all started, and then. Um, I think with the guitar stems, when we sent them over to you, and you um, got some really cool musicians around them. Well, first you first you sent me a Dropbox of like fifty songs, yeah, and said yeah. I could pick whichever songs we wanted on the EP, which I was very. I mean, that is a dream job, you know. Yeah, man, because uh, we, we we're the worst judges of like what songs of ours are good, and I was actually thinking about that last night. Like, um, I, I, if you didn't say Mary Street, honestly, I don't think I would have ever played that song again. Because like um, it huh. was only just pure coincidence. Like it happened to be on that uh, Dropbox link or whatever we sent you, because um, we just remembered that song. Like we were just like, oh yeah, do you remember that one? And we have so many songs like that that we just write and then we just like get over them and just leave them. So that was that was so close to being one of those songs. And I think Patty was just like, do you remember that Mary Street song? And then we just played it. And then um, when you pick those particular songs, um, it was really interesting. I think it was like the perfect like. Uh, like choice of each different type of song that we do so i think it was really yeah cool we, when we we were driving home the other night because we've just been excited for this ep to come out and i was like i said to Ioni, i was like let's put on the mcdermott and north ep and i put it on and when mary street was on we were both just like this has got to be in a movie or tv show or something it's so romantic yeah yeah it's it's so it's so dramatic as well and i was thinking that last night right it's <laughs> like because i wrote it when i wrote it when I was like 18 and it's like it's so dramatic and that they sets the whole scene of like the song but honestly like I think I knew that girl at the time for like three weeks you know what I mean so it's like I had you know it's such a dramatic naive like 18 year old song like that and that's why I love it you know totally I mean there's no, nothing can beat the drama of like yeah. the, the way teenagers and early <laughs> 20s people think about love Man. yeah sometimes you're just in the mood and then you just find the right person to put that like what you kind of want to go through. Yeah, totally. It's like you decide yeah. you decide to have a crush, and then you're like, okay, I've got to I've got to pick someone. He'll Who can do. this be projected onto? <laughs> and then you're like, wow, I have such big feelings. <laughs> <laughs> for, sure, for sure. And when when you guys got so I got the musicians on it here, and it was kind of we talked about like how involved you wanted to be, and you were just like surprise us. Mm. You were like, let mm. us, you know, send it to us when it's done. What did you think when I sent you the finished tracks? Um, so I got them in the morning because I woke up and um, and I honestly, I didn't play it for about 15, 20 minutes because I was so scared of not liking it. Because we've, we've been sort of <laughs> sort of in this position yeah. before with other musicians, but we've given our producers, so we've given them our stuff and we've got it back and it's always just been a nightmare. So I didn't open it for about 15 minutes and I went, okay, I'm going to have to do it. I listened to I Love Your Way first and then as soon as I caught it, like honestly, I cried. Because <laughs> like, it was just like oh. it was just like he he gets it and then like I, I kept listening to it and then I just became obsessed. I just listened and listened nonstop for those four songs for about four days, I reckon. 
it was yeah, like um yeah. it was it was the best feeling ever like it was just um and it also i was hearing mary street for like the first time because i haven't really sung it for years and years so like it was also fresh it was like i was listening as a fan and it was like uh, it was cool i've never like um really worked that way before um but it was, it was the yeah best. neither of i mean it was almost more like a hip-hop it was like a hip-hop collaboration of just like yeah and that's actually what I was thinking. I was actually thinking that yesterday. Like, how many artists do that? Like, where they just send the producer the song and then they just do it all and they just get it. Is that common? Like, I mean, I think I had the idea because that's how I did. Particularly, there's a song on my last record, I'm Fun, called Parents Get High. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it. I sent to John Bryan. I just sent him guitar and oh. vocals, and maybe a little piano riff, and he finished it. And I just thought, this can work. I had the similar. Remember that? I remember we were in the middle of the intense part of the lockdown in 2020 and John sent me a link to that track and I played it and I wept because just to hear something so instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was really, it was incredible. It was incredible. And what, what are your guys' plans? You've got some big travels coming up. Yeah. So we're heading over to Britain next month and we're playing um, at a festival called v- Vegan Camp Out. And then um, we've got some shows booked in the sort of Bristol area, which is quite close to Wales. And um, all my family's from Wales, so we're staying in Wales for a bit. And then we're just going to um, do the whole scene in, in Britain for as long as possible and just stick it out and just see how that goes for us over there compared to Australia. Nice. That's so cool. I'm curious, maybe you could just talk a little bit about your guys' process of how you came to this point because it's been such a journey for the two of you and you're so locked in creatively that I don't know I just find it really interesting how artists get there I mean you guys have done your 10,000 hours together yeah man yeah 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 just just heaps of busking we've just done so 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 much busking and uh, so many gigs but honestly it's just the pure like um just the love of it and, and and to me, and I think it's a lot for Patty as well. And I don't want to speak too much for him, but it it is that just the. Hey, look, he blew off. He blew off the call. Yeah, you can I know, speak for him. Yeah, you can yeah, totally yeah. put words in his mouth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what were you saying? Um, so it's just like the pure creativity of it. Like it's just the songwriting. Like um, that's the tr- pure drive of it. Is just creating song. Like um, just obsessed with it and um. And it just all sort of centers around that. And it's like once we started writing songs, well, it's sort of like, well, who's going to sing? We're going to sing them. So um, we worked out how to do harmonies and we did all that stuff together. Yeah, and that's sort of where we went from it. So we sort of like writing songs and we're just like, well, we want to sing them. But the performance is is always sort of um, second. And the, and the creativity for us is just first. We're just obsessed with writing songs and we're doing it. I thought you were going to say the, the clothes were first. <laughs> no. You should see some of the way they fit us. <laughs> like we don't have very good fitting clothes, man. Once we get a bit of money, we will. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, it's all just about like the creativity, like the, the songwriting. The, um, even though it's like a really – people don't like using the word pop these days because they just relate it to so many different artists. But pop, it's just pop music for us, like um, – just about getting those melodies, those simple melodies. Yeah. Those, your melodies are so good. So do you have Thank any you. more shows left in Australia for the, like around the EP release or just you're, you're basically headed off now? No, man, we're headed off now. Um, <clears throat> we just finished playing. Um, we just finished playing in Brisbane and Melbourne, Sydney. Um, but yeah, we're off now. We're off. 
Super cool. And what what do you see in the future of McDermott and North? Like, what's what's on the vision board? Just great song. Like, just keep writing songs and um and mm. just at, at this point in time, just keep going and like um working as hard as we can and just putting putting everything into it. So it's like you know we we, we sort of um we've been busking for like seven years and then before UK we got jobs. And we did it for about six months. Um, Paddy's still doing his, actually. I um, I did mine for about four or five months, and it just made me realize, like, I can't be doing this. Like, I just need to do music, man. Like, even if I earn half the money on the street, I'd, I'd rather that. And I'd rather work double the hours just busking all day outside a shopping center because um, that's, that's you know, that's where it's at um, for us, I think, just playing music. Man, the busking thing. These guys, these guys would do hours and hours. How long did take. you do it? Me? When I would busk. Well, I mean, I started busking when I was 10 years old and I pretty much learned two songs that were crowd pleasers. I'd do Stand By Me mm-hmm. and I'd do Jane Says by Jane's Addiction. And I just wrote, because I realized you didn't need more than two songs, really, because the crowd was always moving. <laughs> were you guys, but well, you guys were well, playing they a were, huge repertoire. Also, right? you were doing it for to to get better and to learn songs yeah, and yeah, to yeah. practice. You were doing it. I was doing it for cold, hard cash. But I remember <laughs> I made 80 bucks yeah, the nice. first time I went busking when yeah, I was like yeah, 10 yeah. or 11. And that's a yeah. long time ago. Dude, that was a long time ago. And I was like. How could I? That that ruined me. I was like, how could I ever get a real? I job? mean, also, yeah. if you were you, at ten at ten years old, you probably looked seven. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that probably helped. Seven on a good day because <laughs> you with looked, the right light hitting me. So they were like, oh, we gotta get this little guy. Money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know my my grandmother, a friend of hers, saw me in the street, Mrs. Tractengertz, and she walked. She sort of hobbled past me and looked like a completely shocked face and just walked off. She didn't say hi or anything. And later my grandmother called me and said, Mrs. Trachtengert said she saw you begging in Bondi Junction. So, you know, How did you explain it to her? I was like, busking is not begging. Busking is, you know, it's like, um, I, I, it was like an early, like sex work is work. Busking is the entertainment business. <laughs> well, anyway, we're so honored. Thank you for trusting me with these songs and thank you for trusting us to put it out. And we're just excited to see, you know, how people respond and, you know, yeah, if they get into it. Honestly, thank you guys so much. It, it, it like helps us so much and it means so much to us to have people supporting our music. So uh, in the way you did, especially. Thank you. Right on, man. Well, I'm going to, we'll end the episode. We'll put on Pearly Whites because I put Mary Street at the end of the last episode. Cool, so we'll, uh, we'll give people a little taste of Pearly Whites. Why didn't you introduce it to the beautiful babies? And you, you, you can sign off this episode. This song is Pearly Whites. It's by McDermott North. And thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Beautiful babies. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodshot moon.
that old swinging sound I could hardly keep my eyes off you love I could hardly keep my eyes off Cause I don't mind spending every day Sitting back in the pouring rain Cause I could be you and you could be me And all the little things you could see Sound.